0: Per gimel, Mishnah, gimel this Mishnah sets forth sort of a conundrum of what to do, and I'll present it actually as the conundrum before telling the answer that the Tanaim provide, and then you can think yourself how you'd solve the problem. A little bit of a game. The case is that it's the holiday of Pesach itself, you're on Yom Tov, and you're needing a batch of dough to make matzah. Now, I know that sounds inconceivable in the modern age, but that, they did that in the time of the Mishnah. They are fearless. They made the matzah on Yom Tov. And they just made sure that they did it fast enough that it didn't become chametz. The problem is, if you are preparing a large batch of dough, so that dough would be chayev, obligated in the mitzvah of Hafresh's challah, to separate what's called challah, a portion for the Kohen. The basic details of that mitzvah, without getting too much right now, is if you're making a dough made of Flour from the five grains, wheat, barley, oats, spelt, or rye. And the total volume of the flour in the dough is 43.2 beitem, 43.2 eggs volume, whatever that comes out to be. So, so then there's a mitzvah to separate challah for the kohen. The challah has a status same as truma, it's actually referred to as truma in the pasach, and therefore one can't make tame. it tamay. If he does make it tamay, it has to be burned, and if it's tamay, it can be burned. And while the cone could get benefit while it's being burned, he certainly may not eat it anymore. Kohen can only eat Truma and Chala when it's Torah. So, the case is you're making this big batch of dough. It's enough to be obligated in the mitzvah of Chala. You and the dough, whatever, the dough is tummy. So, now you have a problem. If you separate the portion of Chala as you're supposed to from the dough, that portion of dough will become chametz over time and you'll have chametz in your house. That's no good. Um, If you want to destroy it, so that's no good, because you're not allowed to destroy kadshem, truma, chala on Yom Tov. And if you say, well, let's just cook it, and then we can destroy it after Yom Tov, that will prevent it from becoming chametz, you can't do that either, because while it is permitted to bake on Yom Tov, that's only what's called for ochel nefesh, for needs of the day, that is for... For cooking, etc. Don't know to find okhanavsh right now, but anyways. Um, so f- for food you're going to eat, you could cook and bake on yomtov. But food that's going to get burned and thrown away, you certainly may not bake on yomtov. So what do you do? Now, just to make sure this is clear, if we had have the question raised before we start the baking process, the solution would be very simple: just don't make a batch of dough so big. Make two half batches each one less than 43.2 eggs, volume of flour, and then you've up the whole issue. You're not going to have to worry about having a, a fresh challah. But you didn't do that. You have a big batch of dough It's obligated in challah, and the dough is tummy. So now what do you do? Question mark. You want to pause the recording? And think about what would you do, suggest this to be done. Here our mission is going to have three separate um, approaches in the Tanayim. Um, each um, will have issues with others. The first, so the mission says inside, how do you separate challah from a batch of dough if the dough is tamay and it's yomtov? So Rabbi Leezer Omer, Rabbi Leezer says, listen, don't declare it to be challah. Literally, don't call it its name of challah, meaning don't separate challah or call it challah, until after you bake it. Meaning he says, listen, you got a lot of dough over here. You, got, you make yourself a dozen loaves of bread or whatever the story is. So put all dozen loaves in the oven, cook them all. Then take one of the loaves that you've baked. Put, put all the loaves, technically put them back in a basket. And then for whatever reasons I don't get to right now, they'll go into a basket. And then you'll take one loaf, you can take the smallest of those loaves, and declare that one to be the challah. Cone can't eat it. Um, because it's tame, but you don't need to burn it. Because you don't need to burn it. Because it's not going to become chametz now. And after yom tov, you give it to Cohen, and he can burn it. And if he wants to use it as a fuel source, why is burning it more parrot to him? So that's Rabbi Eliezer's elegant solution. The problem is Rabbi Yudab Misera doesn't like that because it's turning out in the rearview mirror, Lema freya. You know, in, in retrospect, that you baked this loaf of bread and. You didn't need to. It's a loaf of bread you weren't planning on eating. So you're really doing the prohibition of baking on Yom tuff, something that's not food for consumption. So Rebbe isn't concerned about that because he says that at the time of the baking, it's not any one of the loaves were eligible for eating. Just after the fact, you decided to declare one of them to be chala. Um, and more than that, you actually could have each and every loaf could have been edible, just yet separate a little piece of each and every loaf as the challah portion. So he says that it's not a problem. Everything is eligible to cooked and baked because you haven't declared anything to be challah yet. But Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra doesn't like that at all. He says, no, nope, since in retrospect, it will have been doing some baking of things that aren't food for eating. He forbids it. So instead he says, Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra Omer Tatil batsonen. He says, just put it in cold water. His thinking is that if you put raw dough in cold water, that will impede the leavening process, the chimutz. It won't come to become leaven, chametz, as long as you keep it nice and cold. Now, Rabbi doesn't actually disagree with that. He says, in principle, it's true. If you keep the dough cold, it won't actually... Um, become leaven and you could keep it in cold water under ice until the umtif is over and then after that you can quickly destroy it or whatever the story is um, before it becomes chametz the problem with that according to Rebelezer is it's like you know playing with fire if you don't do it properly if you're not careful and you let things get warm so then it actually could become chametz you don't have chametz in your house and that's certainly no good it's Pesach time so therefore Rebelezer prefers this first solution but he actually would agree um like uh, as second best to Rabbi Yehudim and plan meaning he says at the outset first bake it all and then call it challah afterwards but Rabbi Leza would say listen if you separated the dough and you called it challah so now you've got a ticking time bomb in your hands so don't let it turn to chametz instead keep it in cold water and that should be fine just make sure you keep on switching up the chala, the water every so often keeping it nice and cold so that the dough doesn't become chametz until um, after you're able to destroy it on after Yom Tov. The third jita is Rabbi Yeshua. And Rabbi Yeshua doesn't like the solutions that they provided, but he says it's not a big deal at all. Remember Rabbi Yeshua, says, Rabbi Yeshua says the whole thing is not a problem, because although it's true, you can't have chametz on Pesach, the Torah is specifically talking about your chametz, not someone else's chametz. The Pasuk says... Velo You will not see um, for yourself chametz or soor, that, you know, leavening agent. But the understanding is the lacha means chametz shelcha. Your chametz is what you can't have. But if it's not yours, you could have it around and it's not restricted. We discussed this a little bit briefly before when we're talking about non-Jews. Chametz in your home. We said that's, in the introduction, as I said, that's, that's going to be permitted. Um, assuming you don't have responsibility for it. So, Rabbi Yeshua says the same thing applies over here. Since once you separate it and you call it chametz, it's no longer yours. It's the property of the Kohanim, the nebulous, undefined group of people called Kohanim. That's not you. And therefore, you're not liable for it to be in your home. As far as the Kohanim, well, every individual Kohen hasn't received it specifically, since no specific Kohen has taken possession of this chametz. No Kohanim are in trouble, and therefore says Rabbi Yoshua, that's your best move, and that sidesteps all the issues. Rabbi Yeshua, um furthermore, doesn't like the idea of, like you Sarah, he doesn't like the idea of, of baking it because in the rear view mirror, like we said, in retrospect, you ended up having baked things. There's not lots of bake um, that wasn't meant to be eaten on Yom Tov. So that's Rabbi Yeshua's solution, and therefore he says, I didn't finish reading the whole thing, he says, This was not the chametz that we were that we were um, literally means like warned against, but it means forbidden. When the Torah said you may not See and have chametz. Ella, mafrashta, he says, rather, separate it. Umanachta, ada erev. put that chametz, Oh, excuse me, I should say, put the dough aside um, until you'll destroy it on Moti Yom And if it ends up leavening, so then it leavens. What's the problem? It's not yours, and therefore it's not forbidden. The Barat says, which means that ideally the way to do it is to, if you have such a scenario, is to first bake it, and after that be Koreshem declaring what's challah. Um, but indeed, um, if you ended up separating it first, and now you've got this this dough in your hands, so that you can follow even Becerra's suggestion of keeping it in cold water, and making sure it doesn't become Hametz until after Yom